Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Bajos, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for being here, dude. So uh, we've been friends now since, is it 2009? Yeah, Craig had me join your, I think, one of your first masterminds. seven-figure mastermind. Yeah, it was 18 there was about, grand. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was about nine or ten of us in that group. Yeah. And the first meeting was at the Island Hotel in Newport Beach. Uh-huh. And previous to that, I'd been following you. I knew of you, your products. And so it was so neat. And I remember you saying, hey, man, I'm about to turn 30. And I want to hit a million dollars before I turn 30, mm-hmm. which congratulations to you. Thank you. You did. Yeah. And that's a lot. Thanks to you and Craig. I was in Craig's mastermind prior to that. Yeah. A few years prior to that when he that's had right. his first small group in uh, Toronto, there was 10 of us. And then uh, I went to your group and uh, just light bulbs went off and you guys really helped me mm. believe in myself. You two have been two of the few guys who've ever believed in me more than I've believed in myself. And I, when you tell me something, I can tell, like, you're not, like, it's not like we got to tell him this because you like, yeah, this is what you're capable of. Yeah. yeah You've always been able to help me unlock potential that I thought was in there, but I've been unable to get out. And that's why I'm here now at the Empire Mastermind to yeah. get to another stage uh, because, you know, one of the mistakes I made was I disconnected from masterminds, disconnected from, you know, the topic we're going to be talking about today, finding the right people who can help you build your empire for, for a few years. Yeah. And uh, we reconnected recently this past summer. But I mean, here we are almost 10 years later. So eight years later, nine years later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're in the Empire Mastermind. And we're now conquering new goals for you. A new mission. A brand new mission. I almost feel like I'm starting all over again. Now you're the mentor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you've got almost 50 guys that you're coaching. And it's almost come full circle. Mm-hmm. And where that's concerned, you know, people are always asking me, Dude, so do you get coaching? Do you have coaches? I've got like three coaches that I pay for mm-hmm. right now. I've got a speaking coach. I've got a therapist, a mental coach, mm-hmm. right? And Joe Polish, a business coach. Mm. Still, because we always need outside eyes. So what you're doing by reconnecting into a coaching program, especially a coaching program, uh, and, and Craig and I, I think we know you pretty well, mm-hmm. and I think you know us enough where we wouldn't sugarcoat anything. And part of having outside eyes is seeing something in someone, a potential that they haven't seen yet, or maybe right. you've just seen the, the tip of the iceberg, but we see the rest. Mm. And we go, hey, Vinny, have you ever thought about nurturing this skill or ability or talent? And, and you do, you're so good at just taking your marching orders and implementing and then getting an outcome. And so you make us look like better coaches than we are, to be honest with you. And those are the best coaching clients to have. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what I want to talk about today because, um, you know, I've discovered there are three people that are going to help you build your empire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned this framework from uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and it's a really brilliant framework. And I'd love to just, like, get some uh, 
insights on who, how, how you think of these three types of people and who they are for you. And, um, you know, the first, the first person is what we're talking about, the mentor. The first mm-hmm. person is that confidant. And I find like a, a lot of men in life have very few confidants. Um, these are the people that love you unconditionally. You know, they're the people that visit you in the jail cell. Huh? Uh, they're the guys that visit you in the crack house, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they, these are the guys that are with you for the long call. And these are your Craig Ballantines. Yeah. You know, these are your Craig Ballantines. And um, you need someone uh, who can mentor you for what you're going to do next in life. And, and that's what you've been helping me with. What I'm doing next in life is now not just building a fitness brand, but my business brand. So what I've discovered is that you're never going to build your empire until you find your confidants. And having your confidants is the key to unlocking your kingdom because we were essentially born outside of the gate, right? And we need to find somebody who's already entered the castle and who has the key to unlocking it so that we can walk through. So, you know, I find like a lot of people, the problem is, is that they spend their whole life walking around feeding others. They're feeding others, they're feeding others, but they're not getting fed themselves. So my first question for you is, you know, I think you kind of noted three people, but who's mentoring you? Yeah, well, it's, it's exactly that. So Who's feeding you? Good question. So in my, own, in my personal life, uh, I've got a good friend. His name is Chanta. I've known him for well over 20 years. And he and I went to rival high schools, but we met up at Disneyland when we both worked as fry cooks and busboys at Disneyland. Hmm. And every time I hang out with him, because I surf with him a couple times a week, he just reminds me, he goes, dude, you're still that guy from Disneyland. You're, you're still the bus boy that I, he used to steal my bus tips. Right. And I later found out after I quit that he used to steal. He goes, you're still that guy that I stole the bus tips from. And, and I love that about him because when my life is overwhelmed, he knows the old Bedros. And he goes, hey man, you're not acting like yourself. Do we need to talk? See, guys like Craig, Joe Polish, and my current mentors, Joel Weldon, um, mm. my, my, my speaking coach, they just know me currently as the entrepreneur, mm. right? And they know my entrepreneurial goals and they help me reach those goals. Mm. Then I've got a friend like Chanta who I've known almost going on 25 years. And he knows my biggest fears and frustrations and desires in life and, and when I'm not acting like myself. Mm. And he'll step in and go, hey man, you're not acting like yourself. Is everything okay on the home front, on the business front? How's your health? He was one of the first guys I talked about my big anxiety attacks to. Mm. So. You know, he's not someone that I pay, but he's there and I trust his judgment because right. I know he's always he's never asked for, even we'll go out for beers after surfing and we're always fighting who's going to pay. Yeah. He's got a regular job. He does, he's an IT tech, but he's got no interest in taking my money or the fame or riding my coattails. It's just still Bedros and Chanta from Disneyland who are busboys and fry cooks. And then I've got Joe Polish, who's my business mentor. And Joe Polish is... If anyone knows about Joe and his Genius Network, well, you plug into that, you pay Joe Polish, and you're connected to so many great business minds, right? And so through him, I've made such great connections, one of them being Joel Weldon, who is a fantastic speaker. Mm-hmm. He's in the Speaker Hall of Fame, and he's taught me how to story sell from stage. He's taught me how to use metaphors from stage to really deliver a more impactful message. And I still pay him, mm-hmm. and I still pay him. And then of course, Craig Ballantyne. Right. Craig Ballantyne is another coach, mentor, and friend. Mm-hmm. Paid him $25,000 just last year to make my workplace better, work with my team just like he's worked with me, right? I don't wanna just be sharp, but have a dull team. 
I want to be sharp and I want to have a sharp team. Mm -hmm. And so the way I look at it is as long as you have those mentors around you, and the moment I'm done getting everything I can from those guys and gals, I'll move on to the next set of coaches. I'll never stop being a student. And I think those who do, because they fall into the trap of I know it all, mm. end up really eroding their business, their finances, their mindset, and by the time they figure it out, their back's against the wall financially and they're trying to fight back out of the hole. So, so how do you create the dynamic with these confidants where they're not hesitant to confront you? Because you know it's one thing to pay someone, you're like, man, I'm in, <laughs> it's my responsibility to tell this guy the truth, he yeah. just gave me a lot of money, but how do you, you know, what's, how does that come to be so that a man is not afraid to say, yo man, you're out of line, or like, how do you even like give them permission to say, hey, if you see me out of line, is it as simple as telling them to do that? Or because I think a lot of guys are like, I know some guys I feel like I should say something to, but I'm like, I don't know if it's my place. Right. Well, like, so I know the reason guys, we, the reason we feel that way is because they're either closed, they're either closed-minded or open-minded. And so the first thing I told Joel Weldon, Joe Polish, Craig, didn't have to tell Chanta, hmm. is that hey man, I'm paying you. I'm open to feedback. I take criticism as feedback and not, not criticism. And I need you to be brutally honest with me. Gotcha. Because all I want to do is pay for speed. Hmm. I'm not paying these guys money to be within their circles and their influence. I'm paying for an outcome. I'm right. paying for speed, right? And so if that's the case, if rather than letting me figure something out, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And then, so now you've told them how the relationship should be, right? right? So they feel safe in telling you. But when they tell you something, give you feedback or criticism or brutal honesty, and you go fists up or you bury your heels in, soon they're going to go, you know what? This guy says he's open to feedback, but every time I give him feedback, he comes back with the, yeah, but, but you don't understand. My business is different. The economy is different. The way I sell is different. You don't understand my industry. And soon they start building a wall and going, I'm not going to give you the feedback. So one, you have to be open to feedback and even take criticism as feedback. And two, communicate with them that when I'm paying you as a coach, I want brutal honesty, brutal feedback, because I will implement like nobody's business. And then you have to show them. Um, in Joe Polish's Genius Network group, I'm known as the guy that will just, I'll be there a day and a half, not even both days, get everything I need, and then I disappear. I don't do coaching calls with Joe, hmm. uh, any of that stuff. I just implement, come back 90 days later, Joe, what do I need to do? What connections do I need to make? Because he knows about my business, so connect with this guy and that guy, so I'll connect with him at lunch, connect with him at breakfast, take that guy out to dinner, and then I fly back home and implement. And the action takers, those who believe in speed of implementation, succeed. And then when your coaches see that you're an action taker, you believe in speed of implementation, they begin to make better connections for you, mm -hmm. right? If all of a sudden I'm like, Vince, you should do this and do that and make an introduction, but then you never do any of that stuff, I'm not gonna make the next set of introductions because yeah. you just left me high and dry. Exactly, that's great. So what happens when you spend time with people that can't feed you. Have you ever gone through a, a season where you just were feeding too many people and you weren't getting fed? Maybe a story or a yeah. consequence of yeah. that? Yeah, it's actually a little, a little embarrassing, but um, it, it's worth sharing. It's a great lesson for everybody watching and listening to this. Um, there was a time that I somehow, don't know how, well, you know how, it was ego. Hmm. <clears throat> ego got the best of me before I knew it, I'd surrounded myself with yes men. Mm. And everything I said, I was always right. I was always amazing. I was always awesome. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes. Right? Exactly. 
And before you know it, a year had gone by. The 2012 to 2013 year was the only year that I lost money. Every year I've made money since 2007 mm. being online. Mm. 2012 to 2013, I lost money. That was the year that I had three specific people in the industry who were supposed to be my allies but really just, it was always yes, yes, yes. What I realized was though, they had nothing of value to give me and what they were doing is writing my coattails. Mm. And I was okay with that because they fed and stroked my ego. Dude, you're amazing, you're awesome. I remember one guy telling me, you catch lightning in a bottle. And I remember thinking, man, that's amazing. What a great term, I catch lightning in a bottle. <laughs> you know what, dude? None of that ego stuff matters anymore. Right. I make 10 times the money today than I make then and today, I make my VP, Joan, who you know, yep. every year she does an, uh, a review with me, a, a, an employee review, just like all of our team members get reviewed. Joan does an open, honest review with me and gives me feedback, corrections, and then I go and implement. And does it hurt? Yeah, because I thought I was a good leader. But I learned that I can get one more degree better, and I do. That's outstanding. A rapid fire question for you before we move on to the next person we want to find in our life. Do you believe anyone can be successful without a confidant? No. No. Thank you. So let's talk about constituents. So constituents are your fans, your customers, the people that are into you. They are into what you are for. They are for what you are for. Very, very important to understand what a constituent is. And as long as you are for what they are for, they will walk with you and they will labor with you. So we never want to think of that. We never want to think that these people are for you. They are for what you are for. And if we lose focus of this and that they're in tune with your agenda, they're going to find somebody more dedicated than you. They're going to steal your seat. They're going to dethrone you. Yep. They're going to say, I can, I'm going to do... This guy's doing what I'm for better than that guy, and they're going to walk. And if you're not careful, you can make the mistake of taking these people for granted. Yeah. So I want to talk about how to take care of your constituents. And who are your constituents? Well, my constituents right now are fitness business owners, right? Mm -hmm. And these are people who own their own brands of gyms, fitness boot camps, cross training boxes, and also our Fit Body Bootcamp franchisees. Mm. And actually, you nailed it when you said, if they can find someone better, or if you're not delivering, in other words, what you were saying is, if you're promising a unicorn but delivering a donkey, <laughs> they will dethrone you. Yep. And going back to that year, 2012, 2013, that was the year that I was so caught up into ego, I was promising over-promising under-delivering with Fit Body Bootcamp, and that was the year that we lost the most amount of money. Wow. What I had in my mind's eye for Fit Body Bootcamp and what I was promising to our industry was not the product, was not the franchise we were delivering. And Vince, that was a very eye-opening and humbling experience to then come to 2013 and see that we lost money, lost revenue, and we were actually hemorrhaging. In 2012, we were hemorrhaging. We were losing more franchisees than we were getting. It took 2013, 14, and 15 to turn the Fit Body Bootcamp ship around. People ask me, why are you so fanatical about Fit Body Bootcamp? Why are you so involved deeply with Fit Body Bootcamp today? It's because I want to be in the trenches all the way through. Mm. Because when I wasn't, and when I was just giving orders and then assuming it was getting done, and this is the problem with assumption, we just make assumptions and then move on. 
And there's a great book called The Four Agreements, and one of the agreements is to never make assumptions, right? And so I would assume, and of course, people would buy into the franchise based on what I was selling, but that's not what we were delivering. Hmm. And so my constituents were upset. There were blog posts written about me, about how awful I am, um, what a snake oil salesman I am. And you know what? I created that. I created that. I have to take full responsibility for that. And that's forever on the internet. And until today, people who do research, they'll go, hey, they found this blog post from 2013 about how Fit Body Bootcamp is, is really not a great product and the franchise underdelivers, and that you make promises and can't deliver. Yeah, just look at the date. Now look at our current ownership, sure. right? And so we have to, but, but I like that. It's a scar that I have mm. that constantly reminds me. And your scars become your strengths. Yes, and so exactly. So my constituents, to me, are the most sacred group of people that I'm obligated to protect. And anyone who runs a business has an obligation to protect their customers. So give me a couple practical things, maybe, maybe a couple practical, tactical kind of things that you do to keep them dedicated to you. Well, you just take good care of them. Yeah, for one, it's exceeding expectations. Mm -hmm. So you know, we call ourselves the anti-franchise franchise, so we do everything we can to be the anti-franchise. We have a private Facebook group where we have our Fit Body Bootcamp owners in there, and we're always listening, asking for feedback. Again, it goes back to, guys, give us feedback. Greatest, fastest example I can give you right now, on our Fit Body Bootcamp websites for all 600 some odd location, when you go to the website, a little slider pops up and it says, hey, would you like three free workouts? Give us your name and email address and we'll send you a coupon for three free workouts via email. Well, that's great. But these days, people get so many emails, they're unresponsive to their emails. And so when our Fit Body Bootcamp franchise owners are following up and trying to get you in for your three free workouts, most people are unresponsive. So our owners kept telling us, It'd be great if we can add a phone number in there. Now, I knew that if we added a phone number in there, that we would have less opt-ins. So my marketing mind told me, yeah, but we're going to have less opt-ins. They said, we're okay with less opt-ins because we'll have a phone number we can text and call in addition to email. I did what they asked for. They were happy. They're happy. They're going to stay longer, buy more franchises. And when a prospective franchisee reaches out to them to see if Fitbody is a great franchise, and if we support our owners, they're going to say yes. And that's just one of many little things we do, again, using speed of implementation. We didn't say, let's test it out on five websites and see if it works. We're going to roll it out on Q3, Q4. Mm -hmm. We said, great, we'll roll it out, see how it works. I knew the opt-in rates were going to drop, but we were, they were willing to have less opt-ins, but more qualified leads. It was a win-win for all. Amazing. Yeah. Led from the front. Yeah, and that's all we have to do. On the flip side, I can go very corporate and sterile and pretend not to hear them and not to take feedback, hmm. think that I know better, which is what our ego tells us to do, right. right? Ryan Holiday wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. Ego is absolutely the enemy. And if I listen to my ego and my pride and make a decision here in the corporate level, well, we don't know what they're doing on the franchise level. Yeah. They just want leads that they can call text and email. So why don't I give them less leads but more qualified ones and let them make more money and a bigger impact? I love that. You know what ego stands for, by the way? Hmm. Edging God out. Oh, edging God out. Oh my gosh. Just acknowledge, not acknowledging that there might be more going on than just you. <laughs> right, right. It's a good, uh, good way to think. So that's great. Anything else on constituents? 
I mean, that story you told pretty much tells it all and the it, consequences. It really, yeah, and the, it'll tell you the consequences. The and and, and the reality is that there is always someone willing to take your throne. Yeah. There's and always someone, yeah, someone hungrier than you. So, so, so you know, I want, I, this isn't on the script here, uh, but inspire these guys to take their seat, to sit down in their seat yeah. and to own it and to walk through that gate, sit down in that seat and claim it because a lot of guys are fearful who have people that would follow them and say, I would follow you, but you're not, I'm not sure if like, how do you push people into that seat? You're meant to sit here. This was the seat you were destined. I wish 10 years ago, someone, someone would have asked that question to someone else who knew what I'm about to tell you. And I would have listened because I was that guy. I always assumed that there's what I call the man on the white horse. Mm. Effectively, that's might be a business partner that you take on because you want to mitigate the risk. Oh, you know what? I know this much about franchising, but he knows more. Or he's a good marketer. He's a good salesperson. We always tend to doubt ourselves. Mm. We always tend to downplay our skills, abilities, and talents. And because of that, we don't feel that we belong on the throne and to lead this group into battle or business. Mm -hmm. Or family. Or family, right? And so we always think there's someone who knows more or until I know more. And I believe that's a byproduct of self-esteem and self-image. Self-esteem is really how you feel about yourself and self-image is how you think others view you. The moment I was able to change my self-esteem and self-image and realize that there is no man on the white horse, I do have all the talents, skills, and abilities. And if I, what I don't have, I can buy through mentors, through confidants. Mm -hmm. I finally felt that I had permission to take my seat on that throne. And that's a big responsibility, by the way. You take that seat on the throne, gentlemen, you're in a position now that you have to lead from the front and it's the servant leader. There is no other leader but the servant leader. If you think that you're just gonna shout out orders and others are gonna do it, but you're not gonna lead from the front and be the servant leader, very quickly you'll get dethroned. So every day I earn my throne. Right. And I think if you look at it that way, take that seat, there's no one who knows more than you, and every day re-earn it, you're gonna do just fine. That ties that up beautifully because you started with over-delivering. <coughs> yeah. Taking your seat, over-delivering, and that will secure that. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right, the final person that we need in our life to build our empire, to achieve our dream, are comrades. Comrades yeah. could be seen in the business world as affiliates. Yeah. Your affiliate partners, or it could be a business partner that you're aligning forces with to create a, a co-created product. Yeah. So. What's really important to understand about your comrades is they are against what you are against. So it may be, let's use financial as an example. They might be against you know, the, the income they're making. We both want to make more together. More so they're yeah. against that. You're on the same page. You're trying to build a building, a tower. Uh, essentially, you're both scaffolding. But they're not with you for the long term. They're like the constituents. They are for what you're for. Uh, the comrades are against what you're against. So you're both against the income level you're at. Right. Okay, so and like an affiliate, they're like, yeah, I'll support your program because I don't want to stay at this income level yeah, and you've got a great- We're both gonna make more money. We're both gonna make more money. So let's talk about comrades right now. And who are the comrades that we do need and that we need to find to build our empire and how they play in all this? Yeah, so where comrades are concerned, and when I was listening to that interview with, or that speech from TD, um, it was pretty eye-opening, and I love how he said, constituents and comrades will come and go out of your life. Don't be offended. And 
having been in business for 20 years now, <clears throat> I, I can tell you, I've seen constituents and comrades come and go out of my life. I literally look at it now as phases of life. Hmm. I don't look at it as, you know, I don't take offense when I lose a customer or a comrade, right? A business partner or an affiliate because they've maybe moved on in their eyes to bigger and better things. That's great. Mm. All of a sudden, our goals are no longer aligned, mm. right? We're not against the same thing anymore. We're we, not fighting we, the same enemy. Yeah. yeah, we're not fighting the same enemy. They've got other enemies to fight. Mm -hmm. Go fight your battle. I don't take it personally anymore, which goes back to self-esteem, self-image. Mm. When you have low self-esteem, low self-image, you take everything as a personal attack. How can they do this to me? Right. Soon you realize that this is life. It's phases of life, and we move on. You and I were coach and coaching client, mm -hmm. and then for years we didn't see each other, and here in a new phase of life, Mm -hmm. You come to me with new and bigger and better mm -hmm. problems, right? Right, And we're solving that. And I realize that you may move on again and we'll see each other down the line again. Mm -hmm. Now, my job is as long as I can keep myself in a position where I can deliver value to you, down the line, you may want to do business with me again. But you might say, hey, you know what? I got everything I got out of Bedros. So that doesn't mean, mean I'm a bad person. Right. That just means... Vinny's moving on, but we're going to maintain our friendship. And so where comrades are concerned, there's only two types of comrades that I'll, I'll do and not do business with. The ones I'll do business with is, great, we have a common enemy, or there's a common place we don't want to be in, like Brokeville, right? We want to make more <laughs> money. Go. I like that. That's right. the enemy. Brokeville's the enemy. Brokeville is the enemy. <laughs> okay, right? there we go. So, but as long as we are both ethical, we are marketing the same way. So if we're going to use affiliates as an example... I've got the product, you're my affiliate. <coughs> Don't go over-promising to your list that my product can deliver these exceptional results that it can't. Because then I'm going to have a high refund rate and you're going to ruin my reputation. Mm -hmm. So the people I won't, the comrades I won't do business with, even though they can make me money on the short term, mm. are people who are misaligned with me in values, integrity, and ethics. That's beautiful. Those that I, comrades I will do business with is if they have the similar values, integrity, and ethics, and want to help me make money. Mm. And using our friend Craig's terminology, comrades are nothing more than friends making money with friends, mm. or friends achieving a similar outcome with friends. That's great. Right? And so it might be a comrade, and hey, you know what? Maybe you and I are both, whatever, God forbid, we're alcoholics. Mm -hmm. We link up and we start holding each other accountable. We're comrades. But over years, we've now kicked the habit of alcohol. We might move on. Or comrades in war, they go fight a war, they fight the common enemy, but when they come back to stateside and they move on to their families and they may not see each other for years at a time, but they were comrades at one point. That's actually where the word comes from in war and battle, comrade, camaraderie, team. I love it. Under a given circumstance. But I'm not going to be on your team if values, integrity, and ethics are not aligned. Beautiful. Yeah. Set the bar high. That's it. Set the bar high and have high expectations of yourself and of others. So one, one tip, we're near the end here, and I want to hear a tip on finding people in your life who really, really care for you. And I have a, a friend of mine uh, from university. His name is Joe Costa, and we went to university together. And he was one of the few guys. He's an Italian guy and just always full of life. And when I, my business started taking off in my mid-20s, he was, he was my fan. He was always like, that's amazing. And he would like pick me up and lift uh, me up. And he was just so, so happy for him. He was the guy that you could tell your, num <coughs> you could tell your numbers to. Yeah. And you wouldn't be like, really? Or can I see, did that really happen? He was like your true fan. And yeah. I think a lot of men aren't sure uh, if certain men are in their life because of maybe hidden agenda or whatnot. Uh, but how do you find real men in your life who really are for 
for you. They have your best interests in mind. Yeah. Any tips? You know, I, I wish I had any some profound tip. I, I think as we walk through life, especially early on in our 20s, that's when I met Chanta. Mm. Like, I know that I will know him forever. I will know that man forever. And he know we've, we've, this is weird as we're mic'd up and with video <laughs> running. But he and I have had these deep talks that, dude, if you've got a body, body to bury, I've got the shovel and I'll start digging. Gotcha. And we've had that talk together, you know? And it's not that we're going to go kill anyone and bury a body, but it's to that level. It's a very good and visual. <laughs> it's, it's a brotherhood. And, and I will say this on camera, on mic, I'm tighter with Chanta than I am with my own brother. You know, and he's, he's, and I've helped him and he's helped me in ways that I would never have asked my, my own family to help me. And so through life in our, in our journey, when we walk, you meet those people. The fools end up disregarding those people and leaving them on the sidelines as they move on in life and become entrepreneurs or whatever, successful or move on. Don't, man. Embrace them. Keep them close. Because, listen, the reality is there's a 50% divorce rate. Mm-hmm. Most people listening or watching to this are not going to know their spouse 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. You might know your best friend. That's the reality. There's even a higher divorce rate in business partnerships. Yeah. 70 to 80% divorce rate. You may not have your business partner around, but you will have that friend. So whether <laughs> you met them through church, through work now... How do we meet them? Well, you meet them at a place of commonality. So if you're a man of faith, maybe you're going to meet them in church and they have similar values as you. They're intense as you or they're laid back as you. I'm a pretty intense guy. Chanta is a pretty intense competitive guy. He's not intense entrepreneurially, but he will go fight the biggest waves. And then after fighting the waves, he'll go to Big Bear and snowboard that afternoon or evening Similar personalities is what you're looking for. Whether you find him in church or at Disneyland, he and I were the number one and two busmen at Carnation Cafe restaurant at Disneyland. Like when the parade happened, the restaurant was flooded with customers who wanted to eat. We were busing tables faster than anybody. And we knew there was this connection. I, can, I can't rely on anyone else, but I can rely on Chanta to clean the outside tables and I'll clean the inside tables. And that carried on to almost a 25-year relationship and that'll go another 25 years past this. And so whether you meet him at church, at a workplace, in the gym, where you have the same values, where it's Christmas Eve, and you and that guy are in the gym working out, yeah. you better walk over to him and make friends. Yeah. Because he's probably cut from the same cloth. And there aren't too many people that are cut from the same cloth. And when you find them, hold them, embrace them, nurture them. That's such a great way to wrap up, you know, talking, focusing on the people that are in your life and not maybe the people who've been taken out of your life. For, for whatever reasons, and that's beautiful. Do you mind uh, if we just crank through like a couple really fast rapid fire questions? Uh, just for everybody listening, you guys uh, need to get out to Fitness Business Summit. Uh, you guys need to uh, pick up Bedris's new book, Man Up. When's that come out, by the way? Uh, Man Up comes out September of 2018. All right, well, everybody in my world is gonna hear about it. And, uh, Thank you. And I'll be out in uh, California again uh, very soon at Fitness Business Summit as well. Tell them quickly about that before we do the rapid yes. fire. Yes, Fit- Fitness Business Summit is a three-day event in beautiful San Diego, March 16, 17, 18 of 2018 for fitness professionals, whether you're online, offline, uh, brick and mortar, doesn't matter. If you're a fitness professional and you want to grow your business, make more income and increase your personal self-development, you will be at Fitness Business Summit. Amazing. And um, you guys can also listen to Bajerson Craig 
regularly on the Empire Podcast, and I don't think I've missed a single episode. Nice. Uh, dude, you guys are killing that podcast. Thanks, man. And we keep them short and sweet, you know, 14 to 18 minutes. You guys nailed it. Yeah, they're Thank so, you. so good. So now, now my turn to ask some rapid fire here, and these are some personal questions I have for you. So one, in the past year, what has been uh, one new habit or belief you've, adop- you've adopted that's helped in your personal, professional, or physical life? Um, I've, I've become more compassionate. Hmm. Beautiful. Uh, number two, what's been uh, one of the most worthwhile investments you have made in yourself recently and how much? My diet. My diet. I hired Darren Mailing, mm-hmm. right, out of from your neck of the woods, Toronto, to help me with my diet. And, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I should know this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love having a coach, being held accountable, and I feel less... Um, I feel less intimidated when I'm on stage because I'm, right. I'm an introvert. So when I'm on stage... I'm always feel intimidated and out of sorts. But when you're, you know, 15, 20 pounds overweight and you're talking to fitness people, you really feel intimidated. So now I feel more authentic. Hmm, that's beautiful. Uh, recently, I've been really overwhelmed and under-focused. And it was around Christmas time. Uh, Flavia sensed it. And uh, she said, why don't you just book a call with Pedro's? And I, to be honest, was afraid to book the call because I just didn't even want to admit what was going on yeah. in the situation. I booked it. That was that call we did? Yeah. Okay. That was our most recent coaching call. So what do you do when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused? I reach out to my friends and coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll text Craig and, hey, you want to jump on a call? Um, if it's just a life issue with Chanta. Mm-hmm. And other times, I'll start making a list. Just a gratitude list. Hmm. When I'm unfocused, and, and, and do this. If you're ever like, I need to talk to B and yeah. I'm not available in that moment, just make a list of all the things you're grateful for and all the, because when we're in a dark place, the only thing we see is the thing that's wrong. Mm-hmm. We forget about your two healthy so kids, amazing wife, your home. And then you start to neglect those. Yes, yes, because we focus on the darkness. Mm. The reptilian mind wants to focus on the negative. Yeah. What failure in business have you learned the most? <laughs> I know a lot of this, I oh think, is in your book because I've heard you t- do some yeah. phenomenal keynotes lately. Yeah. And I know, uh, man, I can't wait for Man Up to come out, but uh, I don't know if it's maybe a short version of one yeah, of those. Yeah. Picking or, the wrong business partner. Picking the wrong business yes. partner. Picking the wrong business partner. Okay. Yeah. And last question. How do you set up your day for just deep work? How, what's your environment? Just your personal environment? Um, how do you get, get you know, GSD? Yeah, so I wake up at between 4.30 and 5 a.m., uh, once I shower and, and clean up, it's 6 a.m. And from 6 to 9, I'm on my couch at home on the left side of the couch, coffee, water, protein shake, mm. uh, the pillow that holds my laptop. Like everything's the same. You could almost, if, if you were a sniper looking through the window at 9 a.m., from, from 6 to 9 a.m., you're ready to shoot me because I'll be there on that left side of the pillow. And I'll be working off the list that I made on my iPhone the night before. So I do brain dump, <coughs> brain dump the night before on the top three to five things I need to work on during deep work, my GSD time. And I work off that list from six to nine so that when I come in here, I can work on my team, I can work with my coaching clients and not have to worry about all the open loops in my head. That's beautiful. Bedros Koulian, thank you so much uh, for your time today. I am honored to call you uh, not only a friend, but to be a student of yours. And uh, I really just am so, so grateful that you're in my life. and. Uh, God bless you, man. Thank you so much. Let's go kill the Empire Mastermind meeting Thank today. you, Vinny. All right. Yes, sir. Love this episode of the Vince Del Monte podcast? Then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
It's very much appreciated. And most importantly, it will help us spread the M5 mission to other men like us dedicated to maximizing and mastering the five M's of manhood. Thank you for listening and we'll speak soon.